welcome back to Annie's analysis. I hope you're all doing well and that this month has been going smoothly for you. We are almost at the end of this month and although it is one of my favorite months or it might be my favorite month actually, it has been long and taxing and I cannot wait for March to come and to see what it brings for us and as you can tell my throat and voice is doing so much better i would say i am 90 percent there but if you hear any random awkward voice throat sounds or whatever you have been warned only 10 percent more and i'll be back to my normal self as you all know, I went to California last month and it was such an adventure. We stayed in Irvine and LA and every time I see or I read or say the word Irvine, I feel like every time I say it, I want to say Ivern. I know that it's incorrect. And that Irvine is the right way, but Ivern just feels more natural to me. I wonder if anybody else feels that same way. But anyways, we went to Newport Beach and we saw a beautiful sunset. It's like the ones you see on a postcard, but I got to see it in person. And remember when I said it was freezing, that everywhere that I went was cold? Well, I was right because it was so freaking cold. I didn't anticipate how cold it was going to be. So I didn't wear the most appropriate clothing, but it was so worth it. It was breathtaking. And I knew I looked like a tourist because some people that were there had like blankets and stuff. And I just, I know that I looked kind of ridiculous. I was shaking. But we got some really nice pictures, so it was worth it. We also went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We didn't realize how extensive it was. Me, or we meaning my coworker and I. We thought it was maybe like a block, but it was so much longer than we thought. I don't even think we reached the end of it. So if you're out there and you're wondering, it's a long walk but it's definitely worth it in my opinion we got to eat some really good food and got to cross off california as a state so the whole trip was so worth it it was so beautiful it was cold but worth it in my opinion but before i officially get started with this episode I want to make everyone officially aware that I do release episodes on Thursdays. So if you're not already subscribed, which you should, or follow me, I do release episodes on Thursdays. I don't release every Thursday. I'm working my way there. But for now, if you're wondering, Thursday is the day that I release my episodes. But let's get into this episode as you all know or at least if you live in the states it is black history month and if you don't live in the states it is february is a month where 
black lives are highly celebrated and I guess the history of black lives is more brought to the front of things I suppose is the correct way uh, of describing that so if you don't live or know about how it is here in the United States of America that's how it is in February so I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to black love because I feel as though black people and their experiences with love is often ignored or unseen in the genre of romance I'll admit I don't often see books that showcase or represent how it is to be loved while being black and I was very intentional when it came to reading all these books and this episode and I'll explain more uh, later on. By the way, I will be paraphrasing each synopsis from Goodreads. I did not really think writing or thinking of a synopsis was as hard as it was. I feel like for the past episodes, I've kind of skated by with that, but I wanted to be really intentional in this episode. So in the future, I will try to make my synopsis more personal, I suppose, but either way, I think I did a good job of trying to give a plot story or whatever, like a synopsis of each episode, so... Um, yeah, but anyways, my first book is Ties That Tether by Jane Egg Harrow. I gave it one star. So the synopsis is when a Nigerian woman, Azir, falls for a man she knows will break her mother's heart. She must choose between love and her family. So, why I gave it one star. It is one of the worst romance books that I have ever read. If you want to waste your time, read this book. You will see time fly by. It is so horrible. I picked up this book because the cover is stunning. That's pretty much the only positive thing is that when I look at my bookshelf... I still think it is absolutely beautiful every time I see it and I wanted to read a romance book where at least one of the main characters is black but what a waste of a book of publishing a paper I just it still baffles my mind that it is still a book and I've seen it in bookstores and I'm disgusted The romance is not believable at all. It was hilarious because the dialogues were so overly dramatic and one of the final scenes, excuse me, one of the final scenes was so ridiculous. I closed the book and I took a break. I was flabbergasted. I was stunned at this final scene and i don't want to give it away but it's the final scene in it's in the hospital and what she said to her mother i was throwing up because it was so cheesy 
I wanted to rip my eyes out. The fact that I read what I read, I was disgusted. All of the characters were so annoying. I cannot think of a single character that I liked. And the guy was simply too perfect. And he happened to say all the right things at the right time. And the girl Azir was kind of a joke and was so boring. Like, get a grip. Do you have a mind for yourself? Do you not see that the things that are unfolding in front of you just aren't real they don't make any sense and she was just infuriating to me and because i am an i am an immigrant myself i wanted to connect with the characters and the storyline so much that i kept reading because i thought it was gonna get better at some point it never did and because I'm an immigrant, I understand wanting to preserve culture and not losing yourself because of where you live. But it was so corny, predictable, predictable, and unoriginal. I'm over characters that are tactless and lack emotional intelligence. It's not romantic to trauma dump in the name of love. It's not cute and it's so overdone especially in this book the main issue i have with this book is that i felt as though blackness was being pushed too hard and after reading this book i didn't read romance books that had a black main character for a really long time it's it's already exhausting to be black but even more in a terribly written book and I read to escape, so this did not feel great reading this book where over and over again it was as if blackness was being thrown in my face, as though when I look in the mirror I don't already see that I'm black and that I exist in a world that doesn't accept me to be soft and be vulnerable. I don't want to read books where blackness is a problem or where the characters experience trauma because they are black. I know being black is, or it can be a pain, but love shouldn't be. So I don't recommend reading this book. If you want a pretty book on your bookcase or on your shelf, get it because like I said, the cover is stunning and you know, you have the right to make up or come up with your own opinion, of course, but I cannot sit here and tell you that you will probably enjoy this book because I don't think you will. Uh, just don't recommend it at all. But moving on, like I said, it took me a while to pick up a book where uh, there are black main characters, but I was recommended the series of the Brown Sisters because it was so highly recommended to me i wanted to give them a try so the next three books will be from that series my overall rating of the entire series is three stars but i'm gonna break down book by book um so let's get into it the first book is get a life chloe brown and they are written by talia Hebert or Herbert there's an R my bad so her name is Talia Herbert I gave the first book three stars 
the tropes that I can remember are grumpy meets rich where the guy is grumpy and the girl is grumpy too but she's grumpy rich and enemies to lovers and then they become friends to lovers I guess that's kind of what enemies, enemies to lovers is but whatever anyways the synopsis is Chloe Brown is chronically is a chronically ill geek with a list Chloe comes up with six directives that help her get a life Chloe needs a teacher to help her with the list and that's where Redford aka Red comes in Red Morgan is a handyman with strong sex appeal that's a little cringy to say but that was in the synopsis so i'm just gonna put it out there red is also an artist that paints at night chloe enlists red to help her get along and that's when things get going so what i liked about this book is that it really was a well a well written introduction to the other sisters and you get to see small glimpses of their personalities but it's not too much or too little i feel like that was a really good balance in that book the first half was filled with humor i was laughing out loud and the sarcasm with was just so much fun so i really really like that first half so i think that's why i was really generous with my rating the second half is where it falls in my opinion it like is an immediate drop when you get to the second half of the book and that's where i started to resent having to finish that book and the rest of the series because side note when i started to read uh this book the first one i fell in love so hard and i immediately paused and i ordered the other two but like i said when i got to the second half of the book i quickly fell out of love and i regretted ordering the other two books and that's when i learned to never order an entire series basically all at once because you might end up regretting it which is kind of awkward because that was the third time i learned that lesson (laughs) but this time it finally stuck because i bought them i just forced myself to read the other two um and with this book i know that they're in romance books there's usually like a trial or fight or argument that brings the couple together at the end but the way that redford or red and chloe were in their friendship i just felt that final fight argument was so unnecessary and kind of lazy with the trope i like romance and it's like okay they went through all of this together can they just have a happy ending that doesn't have like pain involved that becomes resolution i just would have loved because they already they individually chloe and red they have a hard time already that i feel like when they find each other they found light so i don't think they needed an argument for there to be like the end of the story 
but with like romance books there's always like this little fight or argument or misunderstanding that leads them to like really fall in love with each other but they already have the love there so i just would have rather that little fight or whatever i can't remember what it was but that little argument for it to not exist because they already had a whole bunch of that in the beginning of the book we didn't need more of that towards the end so that was really disappointing to me but the second half just was really hard to get through but if i'm going to say if i'm going to pick one book out of the entire series for anybody to read the first one i don't think you need to read the other two or maybe the first two the third one i'll get into that but the first two are okay the first one is by far the best out of all three but let's get into the second book the second book of the series is called take a hint danny brown i gave it three stars the tropes that i can remember are fake dating and workplace romance the synopsis is danica brown aka danny is a PhD student Zafir Ansari is an XB rug player who is now uh, a security guard. When brooding Zafir is caught on camera saving Danny goes viral, they start fake dating to help Zafir out with his sports charity and that's when things get interesting. So like I said, I, I gave it three stars, so the same one as the first one, but I definitely like the first one more than the second one. And I will have to say that I am aware that there is some negative feedback because some viewed this book as culturally and religiously insensitive with the way that it portrayed Muslims and the Islamic faith. Uh, so just putting it out there, any... Uh, I guess it's a trigger warning or heads up. I'm not really sure what label is correct with this particular um, disclaimer. But if that would bother you at all, I would say keep a lookout for that or just don't read it. And at first, I didn't really think much about it until I was reading other people's reviews. But I have to say that I do agree that it was a bit... It was just like um like random culture dropping where just like oh we're gonna have like a brown character and they're gonna be like muslim so they're gonna say these like quote unquote brown sayings i don't know if that's correct or not uh i don't mm, i don't know what's the correct way to say that but looking back i definitely see where that negative feedback came from i can't speak on that really but just a heads up for anyone who you know is looking to reading this book uh but back to the book um the smut and angst for me dragged on way too much for my liking after the first half of the book i need the author to wrap it up it's so boring when it's just like it's not being said but you know both characters want it and the way that it was written, it was kind of just annoyingly corny and cringy. Like, people need to pick up on context clues or at least need to say what they're thinking. Maybe I'm too straightforward, but 
come on it just got really annoying like i would roll my eyes a lot because i was just so annoyed with danny and zafir like it just it was too much and it made me start to dislike the characters because the characters to me danny and zafir are actually really likable uh that's one thing that i really appreciate about talia at least for the first two books uh for for the first two books the two main leads are really likable this third book we'll get into that but they're really likable so the more that the angst and like the smut dragged on i was just got tired of it i was like can they just be together already like let's let's hurry it up it was cute but not weird not nearly enough for me to say that i actually like this book i think i was just really generous with the reading because the characters were likable and that there was representation with the brown character but also not well written so it's kind of a weird half and half or i don't know it's just weird but i didn't like it enough to even give it a three point two rating i think a three point i think a three star rating is just right for this book i would even say like a 2.75 but or you mean i said we're gonna give it a three star rating but let's move on to the final and the third book of the series hmm. this book is called act your age eve brown i gave it two stars and the only reason why I gave it two stars is because I was looking back at Ties at Tether and it wasn't as bad as that one. So I compared it to that one. I thought, okay, it was a little better written, but not that great. The tropes are grumpy meets sunshine where the guy is grumpy and there is a sunshine girl and also workplace romance. The synopsis is when Eve Brown is forced to grow up after ruining an expensive wedding she stumbles upon jacob wayne jacob is a bed and breakfast owner who expects perfection eve interviews for the desperately needed open position uh, at jacob's bed and breakfast and that's where the story really starts so i was happy to see the representation of diagnosed and undiagnosed uh, autism or people who are on the spectrum because at least really in today's age there's more of a understanding of autism and the fact that a lot of people go undiagnosed and I think it was really nice because Talia Herbert had a character, the main character, where she's black and she just doesn't think or she didn't know that she was autistic. And then she meets this guy, Jacob, who is autistic or he's on the spectrum and he's white. And I think it is unsaid, but Jacob has had kind of the privilege of being or knowing he's on the spectrum and going through life knowing that where Eve even though she is well off she's black and she doesn't know that she's on the spectrum but the more that she communicates with Jacob she realizes that they're not 
that different and in today's world you know people women and brown people black people go undiagnosed or are not seen as beyond the structure because they mask so much or they go through life thinking that they're weird or that they're strange or that's just the way that they are but it's because they're on spectrum and they're autistic and it was really nice to read that um just because it's really important that those storylines and these experiences are heard and that they're read and I hope that it's helped someone out there um, who is black or they're brown or a minority know that you aren't weird or quirky or maybe you are but you're on the spectrum and you are as valid as people who are officially diagnosed because by the way it is real expensive to get diagnosed there's a waiting list and it's not easy and i will say that self-diagnosing is not valid that's my opinion you can have your own but i don't think self-diagnosing is invalid especially when you don't have the resources that people that other people might have so but anyways back to the story i felt like it lacked depth and i think the depiction like even though i love the fact that they had autism and the spectrum written in there it just felt really stale I have nothing more to add other than that it was boring and I could have wrote it to be honest with you like <laughs> I know how to read I could have wrote that story it was so annoying actually the male character Jacob was so unlikable he felt like he was just a bully and I, I wanted to attack him so much I cannot stand when the bully finds love or is seen as redeemable just because they went through hard times. Just because things are hard doesn't mean you get to be a dick and get away with it. It is so weird to me that because because if someone is mean to me, I just don't want to be around them. Like, get, get away from me. And nothing is cute or sexy or no one is cute or sexy enough to get away with saying unkind things to me and sleep with me where is the self-respect i would have loved that if they it was like a love story with like herself more than this man jacob who continuously berates her like gets to be in love with her for she's nothing but like super nice to him i just the writing to me was so lazy and it's been done so many times before i just it was really annoying because i liked eve at first and then she ends up with this dickhead jacob who was so mean to her Ugh, just i just can't do it the characters are cringe and corny and unbearable and it felt as though talia herbert was trying to make the characters be deep and soulful and it fell flat um so yeah there were like some parts of it that I liked with showing representation where some things were more subtle and not like outwardly said but all in all I 
could not see on this book so i give it two stars in fact you know what i would give it 1.5 stars maybe 1.75 but i feel like two stars is really generous of me and that's me being very freaking nice because i hate this book so much it was really hard for me to finish this book it was physically painful so i don't recommend it but i will say throughout this entire series i love that blackness is not the forefront of any of these novels the sisters were allowed to feel as deeply and have individualized experiences that exist within without themselves and they were angry and sad and awkward and funny loud and their skin colors weren't represented as a separate character so that's my main thing i have to say about the series um i will say I don't not recommend the series because it's so beloved and so I wouldn't say to not read it I would say to read it to form your own opinions but I would say maybe if they're at a library get them from that because I wouldn't say to spend your money on them I'm sorry because I just I can't I feel like if the first book was a standalone I would have love to check more of talia herbert's books but because i read the whole series i don't think i'm gonna read another book of hers so i think i want to give her one more try because i really really appreciated the way that she portrayed blackness but i just it was hard getting through that last book so i still haven't come with a definite opinion of her as a writer but I think as a person, I do, I would say that I like her. But that was my analysis of the Brown Sisters series. Please let me know what you think because I'm hearing, now that I'm looking more into the books, I'm here. I'm seeing like mixed opinions. Um, but I definitely have heard more about the first book than the other two. And I feel like that's a sign. So if you're wondering, the first book I'd recommend the last two books i would not say to spend your time reading them hell freaking no but let's move on to the next two books they are both written by mimi grace i love her name i think her name is so cute um i read the first book of her love struck series the third one is still not not out yet but i'm really 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 excited to read the next or the third book that's a little hint as to what i think about these two books but anyways sorry that's my third i don't know if you heard that (laughs) but anyways the first book is called make a scene i gave it four stars and i would say the main trope is fake dating so the synopsis is red majors has to deal with her cousin getting married to her ex-boyfriend she asks duncan gilmore one of the owners next door to her bakery to pretend to be her boyfriend to attend the wedding affairs so that she doesn't look pathetic in front of her family and everyone in attendance 
after lines get blurred and their performances become a little bit too real, will they go their separate ways or return for an encore? Um, I loved this book. It was actually, it was a really quick read because I just kept wanting more. It was so, so sweet. Um, I recommend it so much. I don't really have much to say other than I loved this book. I think I'll give it four stars out of five just because I wish it was a little bit longer. But I think it was also a really good length because it was nicely paced where it wasn't too brushed and it didn't drag on so I'm kind of like caught in the middle but it was a really nice really nice book so sweet um the next book is called what a match I give it four stars the synopsis is Gwen Gilmore Duncan's older sister from make a scene is meticulous and driven she is newly single and is anxious for a life partner she signs up with a matchmaker agency to help her find a partner and Finney Woods her brother's business partner needs a place to stay as his apartment is undergoing renovations and ends up sleeping on her couch as they get to know each other when sick to the matchmaking agency or let nature takes its course so i would say that i definitely liked uh make a scene a little bit more than what a match but i still really really like this book and i'm really excited to read the third one i'm trying to think of what other characters they would have and the third book because I'm guessing it's they all like flow within each other uh so I'm just really really excited to read the third book something that I really like about Macy Grace and her writing is that she really focuses on kindness I think it's so important to read characters that are kind to each other especially when it comes to romance where I feel like a lot of people will put more emphasis on vulnerability and time and time again I read characters that are supposed to and meant to fall and be in love with each other but they're nasty to each other I feel as though it's become the norm for animosity and pure unkindness to be written and to be seen as plain as playful and as flirting and I think it's unhealthy and boring and that's one of the main problems that I had with um with a book uh, called actor age E. Brown that I literally just spoke about was that I've seen that time and time again and I think especially as girls and as women were told really young that especially when a guy or boys mean to you that he likes you but I just think that's untrue and if it is true that's something that they need to work on it shouldn't be it shouldn't be something that I should be worried about if someone is mean to me I assume that they don't like me because if someone likes me why would they be unkind to me and I understand that those who 
at times they say they love you the most and at times they might act like it and I understand that sometimes we hurt people um, that we do truly love but if it's a consistent thing I just don't think that's really unhealthy I think you can bounce back from that but how many times should we should he be bouncing back from that I just don't think that that's fair to the person receiving the unkindness and at a certain point I think you need to be selfish and put yourself first so I really appreciate that Mimi Grace emphasizes kindness and friendship I don't know if it's intentional or not but I really hope that that continues on to the third book. Okay, so let's get into the next book on my list. It is The Friendship Contract by Mia Heinzelman. I gave it three stars. The synopsis is when Allegra Malone is expecting a proposal from her boyfriend after finding a hidden ring he gets dumped publicly during dinner or she gets she gets dumped publicly during dinner and finds out that there is someone else she fakes a relationship with her best friend damon dawson to attend her brother's wedding damon has been in love with allegra for over 10 years yet he agrees to this fake relationship will this fake relationship make or break them so for me it was a really quick and fun read there wasn't much depth to it but i actually love and appreciate this book it was really well balanced and it was really funny and i would recommend reading this book after reading something heavy or wanting to read something that doesn't require much thinking or much time i would have loved more angst uh because it was really quick how Allegra and Dawson got together. But overall, it was a really quick read. And just because it had much depth to it, I just didn't feel comfortable giving it a 4-star or 5-star read. But I really enjoyed my time reading this book. And if you're wanting to step into Black Love, um, I would recommend this book. Because it's just a really fun, fun read. So... Let's get into my last book um, that I'll be talking about in this episode. It is called All About Love, New New Visions by Bell Hooks. I gave it four stars. So the synopsis is in 11 chapters, Hooks explains how everyday notions of what it means to give and receive love often fails us and how these ideals ideals are established in early childhood bell hooks offers rethinking of self-love that brings peace and compassion your personal and professional lives and asserts the place of love to end struggles between individuals and communities and among societies i don't have um much negative things to say about this book The main reason why I gave it 4 stars instead of 5 is because the part that introduces religion and spirituality. Personally, I'm not a religious or spiritual person, so 
I just didn't connect with those parts. But if either of those labels represent you, then please, please read this book. It is phenomenal. I wanted to read a book that peeled back the layers of love and and inspected them from someone who is black. I get tired of reading self-help books from white authors and people who don't look like me because although Bell Hooks doesn't really dive into the intersect of race and love in this book, it is nice to see from the eyes of a black woman and in a way I guess our lives do connect for that reason. Uh, the main reason I, I love and I'm so happy I read this book is because it connected me to the idea that why I have a hard time with self-help books. I realized the reason why self-help books can be hard to read and truly listen is to because they force me to be still and connect with my thoughts and emotions especially those that I hide deep within myself and it can be absolutely terrifying to look at them in the eye and know that they exist and even worse when I know things that might definitely be my fault and it's my job to work on them and fix them and reading self-help books might be a form of self-love and for me that's that's scary it scares me and I actually started reading this book at the airport while um, waiting for my flight to um, start my trip to California and I'm usually pretty picky about the books that I that I read at the airport because I don't want them to be too deep or too introspective but I was terrified to read this book because of what I said earlier. I didn't want to look deep within myself, especially from someone who looks like me. And I've been having a hard time with um, being still with myself. I feel like my life is constantly moving and I feel like I'm always behind And I have a hard time with the idea and the concept of love. Um, and I know that I don't know what love is or how it feels to be in love, platonically or not platonically. Like, I do love my friends, like I said in my previous episode, but I still have a hard time accepting that people love me or that they appreciate me, um, that I'm worthy of that. And this really forced me to realize that I I lack um, in that area. So I forced myself to start reading at the airport because I know that it make my it would make me be still, and that if I didn't start reading it then, that I don't think I would have started. Uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of went on a bit of a tangent there, but yeah, anyways, um, one of my favorite quotes from this book is to practice the art of loving, we have 
first to choose love, admit to ourselves that we want to know love, and be loving even if we don't know what it means. And like I said, that's something that I struggle day in and day out is I love love. I love the idea of being loved, but I don't know what that means. And I think that's why I love the genre of romance. I seek romance books to know love through someone else's eyes, understanding. Because I do not know how to define love. Maybe I will never know. Maybe you can't define love. I guess it kind of makes sense because when people ask me how I would describe myself or how I would define myself, I find it impossible because I know that as humans we are multifaceted and maybe that's why I have a hard time defining love because love I know is multifaceted but I don't know the faces of love and I just have a really hard time with accepting that like I know it's to be true it's like looking at the sky knowing it's blue but having to accept that it's blue or maybe it's the fact that people see colors in different shades and you might see something as like blue but someone sees as green but you're like no it's blue and like no it's green it's like both of that could be true and I just have a really hard time accepting that and letting that truth exists outside of me and also within me because love is everywhere it's inside and outside of me even though I don't know how to properly pinpoint it I don't know if any of that made sense um I hope it made sense to somebody out there but anyways yeah and for the most part I know what love is not due to the tumultuous versions of love that surround me but I'm not used to seeing versions of love that are healthy and kind and peaceful and I think that's also something that hurts is that people around me I know that experience pain with love and I know that there is I don't believe that pain exists within love I know that you can hurt people you love and that I do hurt people that I love but I know that it shouldn't exist within love if that makes sense so yeah I don't I don't know where I was going with that actually but yeah um I completely lost my train of thought there but yeah so I hope that you have enjoyed me analyzing these books of block authors who talk about love who showcase love because we as black people deserve to be loved um yeah <laughs> I did not think of an outro to this episode I thought I was gonna get there um but anyways I hope you appreciate this episode uh about black love and some things that were missing with black love and I hope that I get to read books that showcase it in a more positive light and a better understanding because I lack that understanding and I I'm really hoping to read and be more intentional with the authors I read from um, because I do mainly read romantic books from authors who are white 
and although I do really like those books, I think it's important to know that there are authors who look like me, and that their stories might look like mine, it might not look like mine, and it's important to know that they exist, and I hope that even if you're listening in that, that you're not black, I hope you support um, black authors, because I was going to say that we, but I'm not a black author, um, they are important to the world around us and their stories are just as important as those who are at the forefront and maybe I'll get to meet a black romance author and even if I don't love their books I know that I appreciate that they exist in the world around me but Anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to me analyze all of these books from black authors that showcase black love, whether I agree with them or I don't, and hopefully you can just form your own opinion because I would love to hear them. Please be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast to be notified of future episodes leave me a rating and review i would really appreciate it and be sure to check me out on instagram annie's analysis for more have a good one